I'm Anastasia Diakaki and, and I'm a content director for CFA Institute. With me today I have Sartaj Garwal. Sartaj is the founder and director of Dynamic Presenting. He's a facilitator and coach, as well as an actor and voice artist. Sartaj, thank you so much for joining us today. Pleasure. So let's get right into it and talk mm -hmm. about leadership. Yep. So your session here today at our conference is on this concept of expansive leadership. Yeah. Can you talk to us a bit about what this concept means? Sure. Uh, <clears throat> for me, expansive leadership is about, in a sense, reclaiming, uh, reclaiming a sense of leadership and actually what it ought to be. Now, um, for me, all managers or leaders, um, in fact, more fundamental than that, all individuals, any life form even, aims to expand, aims to be the best version of itself that it possibly can be. Now, when we are leading just ourselves, so we occupy uh, uh, our businesses just us. When we are leading others, it's us plus others. So necessarily we are including other people within the confines of who we are. That to me is expansive leadership. Um, we talk about values, we talk about integrity. For me, if we were truly expansive as leaders, we wouldn't necessarily need to talk about those things. Interesting. So then what makes a good leader? What are the qualities that make a good leader? What are the qualities that make a good leader? Okay, um, there are all sorts of things. Integrity, yes, mm -hmm. absolutely. Having purpose, of course. Having vision, absolutely. The ability to inspire and influence. Um, I'm going to be talking about the five eyes later okay. on, five eyes of leadership, which are slightly different. Um, simply because, um, for me, it's a bit of a given that integrity, influence, uh, inspiration are there. I think we all kind of know that. Uh, I, I would imagine most of your members here at CFA would understand that. Mm. Um, so I want to go somewhere a little different and borrow also from uh, a world that I've inhabited, which is theatre and the rehearsal room. Yes. So I'm going to be speaking about um, slightly different qualities there. That's great. So, speaking of theatre mm -hmm. uh, and acting, I mean, we'll talk a little more about your background in a little bit, but sure. um, there's something to be said about talent and talent being an innate sort of thing. And okay. we often hear about a good leader or a good speaker being a natural, quote unquote. So, do you believe that leadership is a natural thing or can we learn to be good leaders? Can we, can we develop these abilities of good leadership that you just mentioned? Okay. Uh I would say the, the, the short answer is yes and yes. Okay. So, meaning <laughs> yes, some people uh, may appear to have this as an innate skill or quality. Mm. Let me borrow from the rehearsal room to just support that a little bit. Um, I can remember one of the best theatre directors I ever worked with would never actually uh, assess actors as being better than each other or more talented. Say, so, you know, X is a more talented actor than Y over here. Mm. He would simply reframe it that X is less blocked than Y over here. And actually, that for me is the same as leadership. We all have access to this well of stuff, yeah? mm. qualities and attributes and skills. Mm. The route to it may be more blocked for others than mm. ourselves or vice versa. Mm. Yeah? So that's certainly one part of it. And the second part would be, can we grow? Can we develop Can we uh, these attributes and skills? Absolutely. We are not fixed points. And for me, a growth mindset is incredibly important for all leaders and anyone leading anybody else. In fact, even if you are just a leader of your, just, just yourself, 
Yes. We can still develop our skills. We can develop vision. We can develop those qualities. Yes. And it's imperative that we do because coming back to what expansive leadership is, mm. all life seeks to become, all life seeks to kind of increase its boundaries, to mm. become boundless if at all possible. Yes. So we've talked about what to do. Yeah. What about what not to do? What makes a bad leader? Okay. Now this, this is kind of easy in okay. a weird way, right? Simply because we human units, as I like to call us, like quite often to focus on that which we can critique very easily. So you can, you know, you can run a Google check on this and there'll be, I've done this and there's millions of posts. From, uh, from Harvard Business Review, Forbes, oh, down to whatever, right? Yes. Listing top 10, top 20 leadership fails, etc., etc., etc. And there are certain commonalities that come out of the woodwork, absolutely. Mm. Um, and they're as simple as, you know, not listening, yes. having v very little empathy, mm. uh, not developing their own skills, not developing the skills of other people, etc. There are mm. others, you know, that isn't necessarily an exhaustive list, but there are certain things there which recur mm. as themes over and over again. Mm, mm. So you mentioned empathy. Yeah. So is empathy in this well that you mentioned? Do we all have empathy? Can we all bring empathy to the table when leading a team, even though we may not seem like a particularly empathetic person? So do you believe that that is something that we all have inside us and all we have to do is unblock it so that we can become a better leader or a better communicator? Uh, again, the short answer is yeah. yes. Yeah. Empathy, Very optimistic. <laughs> <laughs> empathy and emotional connectedness yes. are naturally human qualities. Before we get into leadership, before we get into any notions of business and the corporate world, fundamentally we're human units mm. first of all. And empathy and emotional connectedness are there. Um, I have uh, twin daughters who are oh, turning one. So do I. Do you really? Yes. Twin daughters. How <laughs> yes. old are they? Two. Oh, wow. We can talk about them in a little bit. We definitely will. Mine is turning one next oh, week. Wow. Um, Good luck. Thank you. Very, thank you. Yes, we definitely need to share some tips here from you. Um, okay, but not so much my, my daughters, but I'll, I will talk about them. But for example, my niece, when she's about two. Yes. Um, if, for example, I'd had, I, I walked in, I was a little bit grumpy when I'm looking after her. What does she do? She'll come up to me and give me her favorite toy. Mm. Right? Now, has she studied... No. At Harvard, has she read various blog posts about, no. hey, empathy is a real winner, etc. Possibly, who knows, <laughs> she's pretty advanced. But um, at the same time, that is, a, that is a form of empathy that resides in that yes. well. Yes. Yeah? So it's a natural thing that yes. we all own. Yes, amazing. So um, let's talk a bit about you. Okay. So you have an interesting career trajectory, uh, mm -hmm. very unique in that sense. So you started off as a financial analyst yeah. and then became an actor mm -hmm. and then went on to becoming a facilitator, etc. So what is the connecting thread? Is it, is it the sense of humanity? What is this connecting thread that has, has brought you to where you are <laughs> and has given you this ability? Uh, the connecting thread is that nobody would have me for long, <laughs> actually, no matter what I was doing. Uh, the connecting thread, from my perspective, is curiosity. Curiosity which mm -hmm. I like to reframe as healthy nosiness. Yeah. You know, I was the kid who would go around the back of the TV to kind of work out why, you know, where the people went and all of that stuff. And, you know, what are the wires doing there? Well, what happens if you pull? Oh, okay, that's what happens when you pull that one. <laughs> um, and I think it's, a, it's a, we, again, we are born with this in that, in that world. It's mm -hmm. a natural part of who we are. Mm -hmm. um, and children have this in abundance and watching my kids grow and watching them 
learn the world around them and learn about their environment, all I need to do is stay out of the way and pay attention to what they do. It's mm. incredible. So for me, moving from finance into performing and, and, and now, you know, as a parallel with that, the, the world of executive coaching and leadership development, it's all fueled by curiosity. Mm. And so coming back to the corporate world with yeah. um, your acting career also taking place, what are some tips that us non-actors can use to maybe uh, tap into this well and unblock okay. ourselves? Can you give us a couple of tips? Okay. Um, <clears throat> I would say we all have an imagination. Yes. An imagination is like a muscle. Mm. Yeah. So we can go to the gym and we can, like, you know, just like the bicep, we can, we can train it by doing some curls, right? Mm -hmm. The imagination is no different. We can feed it. We can feed it on a daily basis. We can use visualization or, you know, I'm a simple man, so I call it positive daydreaming. Mm. Yeah. Okay. You can get negative daydreaming as well, but really, what's the point? Um, <laughs> so we can do these True. things for ourselves. We, yes. we, we, we do this already. Um, in fact, what we tend, many people tend to do, and this is where fear is born, is mm. a misuse of imagination. Mm. We, we play certain film clips that we have created over and over for ourselves all day long. And if we are thinking about, oh, the audience doesn't like me, and if we're thinking about, oh, I might trip up on stage, well, you know what? Who's creating those film clips? We are. Yes. Who are we playing it for? Ourselves. All right. And who are we frightening with them? Ourselves. Yes. Play a different movie clip, really. Yes. I think that's the solution <laughs> from what you're saying. So fear, um, stage fright is something yeah. that we often think about when we think about acting. Um, well, not necessarily all mm -hmm. actors get it. Do all actors get stage fright, first of all? Do all actors get stage Hello, who's he? <laughs> uh, do all actors get stage fright? Probably not. Um, at the same time, you'd be surprised by some of the big names out there who, you know, Wednesday evening, 7.45 backstage are Okay, is he a member of staff? Possibly. Uh, Wednesday night at 7.45, would they go out on an opening night of a show are wrapped with mm. self-doubt, confusion, and this, you know, that can manifest in a physiological way as well. Because I think a lot of us have this fear of public mm -hmm. speaking, and, you know, no matter, okay. this can manifest yep. itself in different ways. I sure. Think, I think it's one of the most common fears that people tend to have, even yeah. getting up in front of their colleagues and speaking in front of a group of people. Yeah. Um, and it's uh, it's interesting to think that there are methods that we can use to maybe go against that. All right. Uh, and how, how can we get up and feel confident in our ability to speak publicly? It's interesting. There's an HR survey some years ago uh, which talked about um, fears. Yes. Um, number three was something like death by electrocution. <laughs> okay. I forget what was at number two because I was laughing so much about number three. And at number one was the fear of public speaking. Yes. So there are people out there it's who amazing. would rather be electrocuted than get up on stage and speak <laughs> in front of other human beings. Wow. Now, one thing about it is that it's not necessarily a natural place to be. It's not in our DNA necessarily to stand up in front of the rest of the human tribe and go, hey guys, uh, hi, look at me. We should be maybe going over in this direction, for example. So it can be a learned and trained place, mm. a little bit. So to answer your question, are there tips and tricks? Absolutely. Absolutely. There's a, the holy triumvirate, if you like, and actors do a lot of work on this, would be body, breath, voice. Body, breath, voice. Yeah. So yeah. relaxing, the, and I mean relaxing in a particular sense, relaxing physically. Yes. Then working with the breath. Mm -hmm. And kind of meditative quality to controlling 
the breath, breathing in, breathing out, and then uh, only then one can work the voice. And that, as a, a mindset, as an approach, mm. kind of creates a, as much as one can, a neutral effect, a blank mm. canvas before an actor can then apply any character and go out and do their work. Mm. That's really useful, actually, and good to know. And one last question mm -hmm. uh, for our last minute or so. Sure. So, Actors rehearse and yep. they also improvise. Yep. Can you practice improvisation? Does practice make pe make perfect? And um, can okay. we can we can we be ready to improvise essentially? Yeah, absolutely. We're yes. doing it right now. Yes, we are. Yeah. Uh, and you know, look, two pillars of improvisation are yes and yes. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yes and and uh, and similarly accept and build. Yes. So as soon exactly. as something happens, like, you know, a fly, did that? Did you bring the fly here on purpose? No, I'm not sure. <laughs> you did not. Okay, so the fly turns out, uh, well, what do we do? Do we ignore it like it's not there? No, we can, ignore, we can accept the fact that it's here and discuss it and make a joke of it, for example. That's yes and. That's accept and build. Yes and. Well, this is the end of our time today. Okay, thank you. Thank you very much for coming and chatting with me and thank you to everyone for joining us. Copyright 2019, all rights reserved. This program is designed to give accurate and authoritative information in regards to the subject matter covered. It is distributed with the understanding that CFA Institute is not engaged in rendering legal, accounting, tax investment, or other expert advice. If legal advice or other expert assistance is required, the services of a competent professional should be sought.